If you've ever met someone who knows their days left on earth are limited, you've probably noticed they're way less prone to pull punches. They just say it how it is. They're truth tellers. Throughout his ministry, Jesus is always keeping a low profile, telling people not to tell anyone what they saw or heard, and always speaking in parables. But during Holy Week, he just sort of goes for it. He says it how it is, and we get some of the most profound statements from those moments. Today's story is about one of those. Welcome to Season 5 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. This season, we are following Jesus, day by day, as he journeys to the cross. No matter what time of year you are listening, this season is an invitation to slow down and remember the greatest act of love of all time. This is Holy Week. They had tried and failed to trap the young rabbi in the intricacies of the law. He had thrown them off with the story about the tenants and cornerstones. Question after question was answered without a moment to accuse the man and send him to Pilate. One of their own had stayed back from the rest, watching, waiting, listening. He finally knew the perfect test for this traveling teacher from the outskirts of the kingdom. He stepped forward and asked his question. Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The one they called Jesus turned fully to face him. The teacher of the law almost stepped back under the gaze. It slipped beneath the elaborate temple garments and collided with the very core of his being. He could feel the threads of his carefully built life unravel. He was about to rip open his tunic and fall to his knees. The moment passed as he remembered how dangerous this young man was to the survival of their status with Rome. The greatest commandment. It was a statement without remorse, yet full of love, impossibly kind and equally suggestive of deep knowledge. The teacher of the law once again almost lost the nerve to continue. Instead, he simply matched the stare of the rabbi. The most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. The teacher of the law paused before answering. The threads began to unravel again. This time, the unraveling felt necessary, as if some deep part of his memory returned to him at that moment. A well of understanding sprung up from who knows what source. He could not say why, but he now knew that the man standing in front of him would change everything. He found himself saying, You are right in saying that God is one, 
and there is no other but Him. To love Him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Jesus stood facing him as before. Now a smile had come to his face. Jesus nodded and opened his arms as if in gentle acknowledgement of the answer. The teacher of the law felt the pride of being a young student at the temple when he finally unlocked some mystery of the law. You are not far from the kingdom of God. From then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Have you ever heard someone tell a story without a point? Where you can tell the person means well and they really want to have something to share with the group, like they're trying to land the plane somewhere, they just don't have any runways, so the story just keeps soaring through the skies in giant circles. That's how I picture most of the religious lingo that flew around the temple courts throughout the course of the day. A lot of big words, theological statements and answers about doctrine that if we're being honest, don't really help us out all that much on a Tuesday. I don't know, I could be off, I wasn't there, but that's how I picture the temple courts. But I love that Jesus takes the complete opposite approach in this story. Instead of aimlessly talking around points, he sums up the entire Bible in two simple commands. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. First, love God. We overcomplicate things, don't we? I do. I have this week. I've lost sleep this week thinking through circumstances and situations, overanalyzing all the different outcomes for things that aren't even happening yet when actually there is a sweet invitation to simplify everything. I'm here to love God. You are here to love God, to glorify God, to worship God, to praise God. That's our goal in life. And of course, there are millions of different ways we can do that, but the starting point is a lot more simple than we often realize. Love God. Second, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. This one is a little more complicated, isn't it? Actually, it's a lot more challenging, especially for those people who are tough to love. So a couple of thoughts here. Loving people doesn't mean that you just get really passive. Like if someone is mean to you or says hurtful things to you, it doesn't mean we just have to keep showing up and being a punching bag. Sometimes the most loving thing you can do for someone is create boundaries between you and them. Because love is grace and truth. And I have to start there because one of the biggest moves I watch people make in Christianity is to call out anyone who knows how to have healthy boundaries in their life and try to tell them that they're not being like Jesus. And so we get in our heads about it, and in the name of following Jesus, we let people say all sorts of mean or hurtful lies about us. And before we know it, verses like, Come to me, all who are weary, and I'll give you rest, for my yoke is easy, sound foreign to us, because our experience of trying to be like Jesus feels incredibly heavy. 
we gotta stop. We gotta take a breath. You can love someone and still tell them the truth. In fact, that's one of the most loving things you can do. And you can love someone and still keep up healthy boundaries because loving people the way that Jesus loved people isn't supposed to feel like a heavy yoke. It's supposed to feel easy. It's supposed to feel light. By the way, that phrasing is interesting, isn't it? Jesus says, love others as you love yourself. I wonder if one of the reasons love seems to grow so cold so fast is because in the name of trying to love our neighbor, we forget to take care of our own soul. Are you putting too much pressure on yourself today? Are you trying to carry a burden you were never meant to carry? Are you trying to save the world that Jesus already saved 2,000 years ago? Are you trying to go on your own Holy Week instead of meditating and reflecting and remembering the one who already did? God loves you. Did you know that? You gotta get that because the only reason we are able to love as if we remember that he first loved us and not just loves you god likes you you are loved and you are liked when we get that my goodness we experience a sweet sweet release from the need to always be on all the time we get to give up trying to hold the world together and instead enter into the joy that comes from being released from the duty of having to save the world. It was never yours to save in the first place, so slow down and relax. If the Savior of the world wasn't in a hurry in his final days, we shouldn't be in a hurry ever. Holy Week is an invitation to slow down which is an invitation I bet you need today. So take Jesus up on the offer to slow down, breathe, and remember the one who already said, it is finished. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope this season is helping Jesus' journey to the cross come alive for you in a whole new way. To find out more about this project, visit our website, storiesinscripture.com, follow us on Instagram at storiesinscripture, and please be sure to rate and review this podcast. We'll see you next time for another story.